Hello everyone, welcome back to Reservations. We're your hosts, I'm Rain Whalen. And I'm Alex Horton, uh, but you can call me New Jeremy if you want. Yes, Alex is New Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, unfortunately, is sick, and we didn't want to go another week without doing an episode, and since Alex was going to be our special guest for Zodiac this week, just might as well have him fill in for Jeremy. Um, but that also means we're not going to be doing Zodiac this week. Yeah, we want we didn't want to leave Jeremy out of that one. Cause... No, so... Since Alex uh, is filling in, uh, we're going with a movie that... Alex, how many times have you seen this movie? 20, 30 times, maybe? <laughs> and I have only seen it once. So yeah. I will be deferring to you oh, well. for expert opinions. Yeah, I am the zombie king, I guess. Yes. Another name crossed out, zombie <laughs> king. Um, if you can't tell by the poster already... Uh, we are discussing 1968, yep. uh, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Uh, you know, I got to say, you know, seeing this with fresh eyes, it was, you know, it had some camp to it. You know, yeah. It was a little campy, but, you know, it, it didn't, it wasn't trying to be anything it wasn't, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, I feel. I, I definitely feel like they. He George Romero. Like, you know, it was very low budget, but he uh-huh. knew, like, not to go too far. He knew right. what what to do with his. You know, with his limitations and how to you know use that to his advantage. Mm-hmm. But he didn't go like too far where it would fail him. And I still feel like it holds up pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I you know it's, you know. I you know I wasn't. I'll be honest, I wasn't scared, but, you know, you know, with the budget he had, it's 1968, you know, I agree, he knew how to use his limitations very well, um, and still make a very compelling story, you know, even though it wasn't scary. Well, for modern audiences, I should say. Today, you know, you got a lot of different things, too, but at the time, let me tell you, like, that movie terrified audiences because you know it's a very like groundbreaking film in the fact that it started its own subgenre which is zombies itself and because it was was it the first zombie it was the first modern zombie i mean there had been other like zombie movies before that you know like white zombie uh movie called the movie called the walking dead not the tv show oh okay Uh, i think it was like in the 30s but you know but most of that zombies you know it came from like the haitian word where it was, you know, either somebody who they, you know, pretended that, that were dead and then raised them back or just rose them back up and they were just slaves. Uh-huh. You know, when he created his zombies, he didn't really call it zombies. It's sort of like a popular culture term that people just applied to it. Right. His was, he thought, you know, him and the other guy that wrote it, John Russo, thought, you know, what would be the, the worst thing that these things could do? And that would be cannibalism. And that's what, you know, everybody knows what zombies are for these. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I did read that, you know, not once in the film is the word zombie said. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, they're referred to as... These are for, like, ghouls. ghouls or those things or flesh eaters. Yeah, or... Or just... Murderers. Pe- yeah, people killing. Yeah. And, you know, and looking back on all the zombie movies we have now, you know, World War Z, Shaun of the Dead, uh... 
Zombieland 1 and 2, um, Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Uh, and the original. Uh, Warm Bodies. Yeah. Warm Bodies and the, you know, the Walking Dead show itself. You know, zombie culture, would you say, really blew up with this movie? Well, I mean, well, this movie basically started zombie culture. Gotcha. Because before that, you know, this is, I, I think it's been noted that this was sort of like the first, uh, like, archetypal monster that it was ever, you know, born on the screen rather than a book. Oh, okay. You know, like vampires, werewolves, right. you know, they always oh, okay, have, okay, I see what you're saying. And, you know, the modern zombie basically came out of this and only this. Because mm-hmm. early, earlier than that, you know, things came up from the dead. They may have killed you, but they weren't eating you. Right, right, right. Yeah, I remember in one of my English classes in, like, junior high, we watched a <clears throat> we watched a, a Twilight Zone episode. There was, like, a dude in the West who, like, his enemy said that, like, he would rise up and kill him. Yeah. And he ends up doing that, but, like, yeah, he doesn't eat him. He just... Yeah. Well, of course, we don't know... As, as the Twilight Zone is the Twilight Zone, we don't know if the dude, because the cowboy dies, yeah. you know, but we don't know if the guy actually rose up and killed him or if he just died. <laughs> just died. Yeah. It was the it was the West. They just died. Dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I remember watching um, Eli Ross' History of Horror, and they and they mm-hmm. talked about because they, they had to. Yeah. You know, especially when they did the whole episode on zombies, that they talked about. This one. And uh, I will say, I think the creepiest part of the whole movie is the opening shot of Johnny messing with Barbara. Of yeah. the, the coming to get you, Barbara. The coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. Like that was... And then, uh, and then you see that like first, very first zombie mm-hmm. come out. And at first you're like, oh, it's just, maybe it's like a drunk guy. Yeah. Especially at the time. Because, you know, people weren't expecting this. Yeah. And it turns out, you know, the thing tries to kill him. Yeah, like... And then she keeps, like, running into different ones, and, you know, she gets to the the farmhouse eventually, and there's mm-hmm. that one upstairs, which Georgia Romero actually made that one out of, like, clay and, like, the eyes were ping pong balls. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Well, uh, so... I'm trying to think of how to word this but like so like I, I did I enjoyed the movie it was shorter than I was expecting yeah I thought it was going to be a little longer yeah uh, I wasn't expecting an hour and a half but the movie does feel l- long in the sense of its story is long and and I think that's due to the dialogue like yeah in moments it's very dialogue heavy and then other moments it's not yeah there's nothing uh, and since you've seen this movie more than I have, um, were some of the actor was it was this some of the some of those actors like first movie or yeah uh, there was a few of them I think the girl who played Judy I know like the kid the little girl the little girl I think maybe Tom okay from what I know I you know Ben. Uh-huh. Dwayne, Dwayne Jones, Barbara, Judith Odea, though they were professional actors, as long as Carl Hardman, the guy who played Harry, Mr. Cooper. Uh huh. And I think you know the the rest of them were just extras. 
Right. Like the townspeople and the rest of the zombies. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I felt like certain certain of these actors were really good. Dwayne has been especially. Yeah. And I did some reading that, um, unfortunately, his career did not last long. Yeah. He would, unfortunately, pass away 20 years later in 1988. Yeah. But, um, but that... You know, but I could tell that even with some of these new actors, like Tom, like his line delivery was was really really good. Like, yeah. like it had the camp, like mm-hmm. a little, it was a little campy, but he, you know, like he he knew how to deliver the line, and and it didn't it didn't ruin it. You know, because like when you watch movies from the fifties and the sixties. Especially independent movies. And especially horror movies. Uh-huh. It's very, you know, it's very campy. Maybe, yeah. Very, and very stilted dialogue, yeah. you know. Because, I mean, especially in the horror genre. Uh-huh. And this movie basically paved the way for what horror could be today. Because before that, look at anything from the 50s and the 60s. Yeah. You know, especially horror, you had, you know, alien invasions, some kind of monster, easily detectable, you know. Uh-huh. Something that's not human and... You know, very easy to know what it is. Mm-hmm. And for some cheap thrills and bad dialogue, and you know, it's not particularly scary. Mm-hmm. It's just something that gets a rise out of you. Right. But this thing, you know, it it kind of took itself seriously at more enough to, you know, change that. Because what do you get, like, ten years later, uh, you get Alien. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? With, I, I think without... I mean, you might have gotten Alien at some point, but I think without uh, Night of the Living Dead in 68, a lot of that wouldn't have come yeah. as quickly. Because really the only, you know, there were some like horror movies that, you know, were serious and had more adult themes. Uh-huh. But, you know, more of that, it was more like, you know, Psycho, it's more of a drama. Right. Horror. But this movie, you know, it's got a lot of gore to it, mm-hmm. which I think he, I think he chose black and white. One, because it's cheaper, and two, because you can do a lot more, like, violence and gore without it. Without, you know, people... Because even then, people tried to blacklist it and, like, get it taken out of theaters. And people were, people were like, were terrified when they saw it. Because, you know, before that, horror was something you dropped your, like, middle school kid at Mm -hmm. for just get him out of the house. And they saw it. But this movie had, like, children in tears by half of it because this was nothing that something they'd never seen before yeah Ashley's Meemaw still to this day says it's the scariest movie she's ever seen <laughs> yeah because uh, I don't know how we got on the subject of it of, of like horror movies and she's like well the scariest movie to this day that I've still seen is Night of the Living Dead and I'm like well but uh, but I, I do see what you're saying because like you know George took I mean, it, it is a not necessarily a plausible scenario, but, you know, we don't know what's happening. Yeah. You know, the news, which I should say, for a zombie movie, they have a, a lot of information coming out. <laughs> yeah, the, between the news, the TV news and the radio going. I know. And, like, if you watch, like, Shaun of the Dead, there's, like, yeah, barely yeah. any news. Any sort of... Answer. Yeah, any sort of, like... More recent zombie movie, you know, communications cut off immediately. Uh-huh. So, and that, I think that's why I like Night of the Living Dead so much is because, 
you know, well, I, what I like in zombie movies mm-hmm. are fresh right at the gate. The apocalypse is happening now. You know, as we're like as we're the Walking Dead, you know, you jump into it a month in, and yeah. you keep going on. But I like to you know see like like how did society decay? How did how did everything get to, you know, how did everything happen to get to where they're at in the Walking Dead? Right. Where you just have little groups of people in little pockets right. running away from hordes of zombies. Yeah, and that's something I want to talk to you about a little later, about the. The, the decline of humanity. Because I want to get your opinion on it. But um, but yeah, you know, they have so much information, but they still don't know what's going on. You know, they're, yeah. they're saying how it could be a satellite from Venus or... Yeah. I mean, that's mainly their main theory. Yeah. But, you know, and I think that's what makes it so terrifying is we don't know. And as compared to... You know, the other movies at the time, like with alien movies and monster movies, you mm. know where this is happening from. Like, you know yeah, why it's yeah. happening. Like, and, and you know what the thing is. Exactly. Well, this is, you know, I think that's why there's a lot of dialogue from the TVs and the radios is because to, you know, you got to explain like a little bit. Like yeah. these things are coming back to life to eat people. I mean, if you just look out the window without like seeing one come back to life towards the end mm-hmm. you don't really know that it's a shambling rotting corpse right yeah because so, i think mr cooper's the the first one that we because we don't see the little girl come back yeah yeah she's just kind of you just kind of suspect that she was because uh-huh. she's kind of like standing up but you know prior to that you don't see her die right him you know he gets shot if, later yeah. on and then she yeah, she eats his arm. his arm off. Yeah. And then we see him start to rise up. Yeah. But but yeah, so I think I think that's you know, for the time, nineteen sixty eight, why it was so scary is because it was something that audiences couldn't grasp with I wouldn't say reality, but they couldn't there's nothing that they could latch onto and be like, Oh, okay. This is this explains it. Yeah, the, you know? yeah. Where the after that, you know, you have this movie and you got other movies. Mm-hmm. And by now, you ask anybody what a zombie is. You know, my five year old knows what a zombie is. So yeah, you know, you have that information, so you don't have to explain so heavily about why these things are happening. How are they coming back? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to ask, in terms of gore. Um, did you get your inspiration for Benton Square Riot yeah. from this movie? Yeah, 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 I did. A lot of, uh, I feel like we should explain all that too. So, if to anyone listening and to anyone watching, uh, as you know, Alex and I, and now Jeremy has also, we've all worked on short films together, and since Alex is the self-crowned king of zombies... Yeah. Um, I've been a zombie fanatic for many years. Yeah, I remember. I think that was like the first thing you said to me when I met you was like, "I like zombies." Yeah, and I was like, "Probably cool, cool, cool." Yeah. Um, and this was twenty eighteen when you had this idea for Zedtober, right? Yeah, yeah, because it was the fiftieth anniversary of this. That's movie. right. So I wanted to commemorate it, you know, because it, it's a very special in terms of popular culture and cinema itself. It's a very mm. special movie for how things have gone along. 
Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make something to commemorate it. I had a lot of more ideas that I wanted to do, but I never actually had time to finish them. All. Yeah. But I ended up making about five short films to release in um, October, which I called, you know, a little month Zedtober. Yeah. Because Zed, Z, zombie, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I was going to name it like Zomtober, but there was actually something else named mm. that. So I was like, I got to pick something yeah, else. Don't get sued. Or and, and Deadtober as well. Um, yeah, and I got to direct one of those. So uh, you have, I think you have a playlist on your channel, don't you? Yeah, I think I do. Well, if not, head over. There will be a link in the description and, and the link in the description for the uh, pod for the audio. Head over to Alex's channel and check out Zedtober. Uh, but Bitten Square Riot, uh, which is the final film, the last one, the, the final story. I I think that's a good way to say it. Final yeah. story. Um, we I remember us filming a scene with. Our friend Kinsey eating. She she's a zombie and she was eating. And you took pizza and yeah, was some it? fake blood that I had made that was edible mm-hmm. and just like mix it in with the pizza. Yeah, which is sort of how they they do some of the gore later on. But we'll get to that in the plot, and I'll tell you when that happens. Yeah, it's sort of similar to how they did it. Yeah, because I read that they used roasted ham. Yeah, roasted ham with and chocolate, chocolate sauce. sauce. A lot of the blood is just chocolate syrup. Yeah, because you know, then they didn't have to do anything because it's black and white. You don't have to make it look red. Yeah, well, so. yeah, yeah. Which I was reading that they were like, you know, we didn't have to put them in makeup with how nauseating it was. Yeah, they're all pale anyway because yeah. they're so gross. Um. But what's funny is Ashley was like, I wonder if Alex got his inspiration for that. Because it was mm-hmm. like, yeah. probably. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, everyone check that out. Because uh, Alex worked really hard on him. And then uh, I made him act really hard in the movie, the one I directed. Yeah. A lot of, you know, and all of them, I don't know if you noticed, were, you know, right. I think all of them really can, you can tell, but one of them are... At the very beginning, just like this movie, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like The Walking Dead. Yeah, the, yeah, the can, the can is. I can tell the can is. Ben yeah. Square Riot is you. I mean, you know, from the first shot, yeah. it's right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, I know what you did. It's still in the early stages where, but it's almost like. They have a hold on it a little bit. Yeah, but they still just don't know what's happening. But then, uh, first responder, uh, first infected, first responder, or no, first responders, first inspe- first infected. Yeah. Uh, it's the aftermath. It's the aftermath, but you know all of the stories are from the you know when it happened right at the beginning. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I was really inspired about like, you know, in an event like this, who's going to be the first people to die? Mostly, it's going to be paramedics, firemen, police officers. Mm-hmm. Which so. I have to say. That one is actually my favorite. I think that was my favorite too. Because, <laughs> uh, so we'll get back to Night of Living Dead, everyone. Hang on. <laughs> um, this is also slash an interview episode. Um, like just how you did first responded, first infected. You know, you took it very seriously as if it was really a documentary to be filmed. Yeah. Which that kind of gave it away, everyone. So that one's a documentary, a mockumentary. But you took it very seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, the actors were really believing the characters they were playing. 
Especially yeah, Tanner. Especially Tanner. Yeah. Dude, Tanner killed it. Tanner. Shout out to Tanner. I don't know if you watch this, Tanner. Uh, you probably don't. No one does. Um, but yeah, Tanner. Yeah, Tanner was awesome. Uh, everyone, everyone was awesome. Even you playing yourself. Yeah. As well, the, I played the you know the like, interviewer. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah, that one was that one was really good. And and see now that you say it, now I'm kind of like connecting all the dots for each story, and I'm like, oh yeah, it does all kind of fit together. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think in terms of fun, Benton Square Riot was the yeah. most fun to film. Yeah, because we had the most amount of people on that one. Yeah, and you and, know I had to dedicate a makeup artist. Yeah, and to uh, do all that. And I was the behind the scenes guy running around with your extra camera and you know i actually had uh there was like a zombie dedicated website uh-huh. that had actually saw that oh, podcast right. and like contacted me to do an interview and then uh, when i looked like a few months ago apparently the website got shut down so oh no yeah i was very really disappointed like I was gonna somebody say... actually like cared about one of my things enough to interview you that's not my friend <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say like we should link that but yeah, Damn fun. it. Um, but yeah, everyone check that out. We had a lot of fun because uh, I was I was involved in the last two. Uh, I know what you did, which I filmed. Uh, first time directing. Uh, and then I was behind the scenes and technically a zombie as well in Benton Square Riot. Uh, Ashley and I were rewatching that the other night and I was like, where are we? And she's like, I can see me. I'm like, I can't see I was you. a zombie, too. And yeah. that, well, that was sort of the point, because, you know, we yeah. had to double ourselves. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, you even me. specifically chose, like, to get us in the back, the ones who weren't in makeup. Siri, I'm not talking to you. Um, she's still activated. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, those were a lot of fun. Everyone go check those out. They'll be in the link below. I don't think I've ever said that on the podcast. Uh, they'll be in the link below on the YouTube channel. And then uh, we'll put a link in the description for the actual audio if you don't subscribe to the YouTube channel, which you should. You should do that. I want more subscribers. Um, but anyway, so back to Night of the Living Dead. Back to the movie we're supposed to be talking yes. about. Yes. My mom would be screaming at it, uh, at me, at both of us actually right now, I'll for not staying on topic. Well, I'll scream back at her. Um, Just kidding, Mickey, I love you. So, okay, so I want to talk about the decline of humanity because that was something that in the Eli Ross history of horror that they talked about that, like, I paid attention to, but then, like, actually watching the movie, I was like, oh, okay, I see Yeah, you get to put that together. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, everyone, is, so we have Ben, who's one of our heroes, and I know that was kind of progressive at the time yeah, right? that was actually one of like the very first movies to cast a black lead actor mm-hmm. and you know they weren't doing it to be progressive ben the, was just like it was a very small budget movie and dwayne jones was the you know the best that they got yeah i guess so, I, I yeah i read that george originally wrote the character of ben to be yeah he was you know he didn't it wasn't really race specific but the he, dude was like a like an angry truck driver kind of guy. But who was like pretty smart or street yeah. savvy. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I read that when Dwayne came in and auditioned, George loved it so much he rewrote the part yeah. to fit 
Dwayne's mm-hmm. acting and to fit Dwayne's yeah personality personality, which I think works because you know Ben. He's very... Ben's, Ben's like the smartest person in this movie. Yeah, he... he has the most common sense, and he like knows how to get shit done. Cause... Yeah, there's a few scenes where I'm, I question his motives, like when he comes back from, the uh, gas station, after Tom and Judy die. R.I.P. After they blow themselves up. I know, and he beats the shit out of Mr. Cooper. I had to rewind it because I was like, why though? I mean. Up until that point, you know, Mr. Cooper keeps undermining him at every turn. Uh-huh. And he literally, like, locked him outside with a bunch of zombies. So I feel oh, like it's that's just... that's what I missed. I, I feel like, yeah, they're, all the zombies are out there. Albeit they were, like, preoccupied with... All the fire. The Tom and Judy barbecue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he's still, like, is stuck out there with him and... Okay, yeah, see that? I was like, okay, so no, never mind. That, get, that checks that off, because... Yeah. I guess I must have missed that and didn't rewind further enough to figure out why. Yeah. Cause yeah. So that, that part's pretty justified. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, only thing I guess I would say that is a little questionable that, Ben's, that Ben does is full-on punching Barbara. Yeah. Like, I, I understand hitting her back to calm her down, but he full-on, like, knocks her out. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, you know, at this point... For most of the movie, Barbara is kind of useless. Yeah. At some points, you know, she kind of like comes to her senses, but help to help him. But they kind of liked her to have like the whole, uh, like, you know, she she has no idea what's going on, and she's just kind of like retreated in the back of her head and yeah. shut everything off. Yeah. Well, Which I feel like is understandable. Yeah, because with some character, with some people, because she doesn't know what happened to Johnny. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really know what's happening. At all. At all. Um, and Ben is trying to do his best to... to yeah, to board up the house and keep everything. Yeah. And actually, you know, when they put that in, you know, Dwayne Jones was like, uh, we, we probably shouldn't keep this in because it's, you know, it's a little aggressive. Mm-hmm. A black man hitting a white woman. Yeah. It's the civil rights movement. Yeah. And George Romero's like, no, nah, it's kind of hip, you know? It's It's, it's, it's new. Yeah, and then he later on like, did he? Know, was like, he was kind of regretting it. Like, you know, maybe we shouldn't have left it in. It's but I think you know, now in today's world, the modern, it I think it's a fine. It's okay, as part of because I you know, it's not like he keeps yeah. hitting her. He just hits her once to get her back into reality because she she keeps slapping him too. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, so Ben, yeah, Ben, yeah, Ben's the, <laughs> the smartest person there. But, you know, the what I, what I think is so crazy and what they really talked about in the episode of The History of Horror is how, you know, Ben's the only one who survives the, the night. Yeah. You know, everyone else, you know, Ben and uh, Tom and Judy get blown up. Uh, Mrs. Cooper gets... Killed by her own daughter. With a spade. With a spade. Um, Mr. Cooper is shot. And then shot again by Ben. And then Barbara gets eaten, right? Yeah, her brother, like... Yeah, when Johnny shows back up, she kind of, like, takes her into the zombie herd. Yeah. And she gets eaten. Yeah, so Ben... Ben's the only one who survives the night. um, But ends up being killed. Well... Maybe accidentally, 
um, by the posse that's been going around killing the zombies. Mm-hmm. The sheriff's posse, right? Yeah. Basically made up of a whole bunch of townsfolk. With a bunch guns. of rednecks. Yeah. And uh, they, they, you know, they... It's very obvious from the camera angles that they could see in the window someone moving with a gun. Yeah. And they went ahead... The, the posse goes ahead and takes the shot, and Ben dies. Mm-hmm. Shoot him right, in the, right between the eyes. Yeah. Even though, you know, he's holding a rifle. <laughs> it's two. Yeah. And not, like, you know, stiff walking. Yeah, not... And a lot of people take that, like, like George Romero meant it as, like, a social commentary of racism. Right. I read he didn't. But, I mean, I feel like you can take social commentary... From if you know, even if it's unintentional, yeah. And I feel like each of his three, like Night of Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. all have some sort of unintentional social commentary to them. Yeah. And I feel like this one is sort of you know a racism. I don't. He didn't. I know he didn't mean it, but I feel like you can definitely take that away from this movie. Oh yeah, and you know, and but as far as I know, that was always the end of it. That was always gonna be yeah, the end. You, oh, okay. the, ben, whoever, white or black or Asian. Just gonna get shot, and no one was gonna survive. And that was also a big thing in this movie as well, because you know your heroes, none of them live. Yeah, and it, and, and, I, and you know in movies up until then, you know, at the, least the, the, the good, hero, the made good it. guy made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, would you say that kind of spawned this whole uh, writing style where your heroes don't make it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it really did. Because I mean that happens in not just horror movies now you know mm-hmm. it happens in it happens in thrillers it happens in yeah, dramas, action movies dramas yeah. I think the only thing it doesn't really happen in is comedy uh, unless we're referring to the bucket list you know <laughs> yeah, Morgan so. Freeman doesn't really make it but that's because you know he, you can't really that's the whole point of the movie that's the whole point of the movie but but yeah you know and it. And it, and what's interesting is, um, I even though I knew that's how the movie ended, because you know they they give it away in the history of horror yeah. episode. Even though I knew that's how the movie ended, I was still slightly pissed off. I was like, yeah. "Son of a bitch, Ben yeah, didn't and, make it." Uh, when I watched it with my girlfriend last night, she that was the first time she had watched it. Uh huh. So, and I knew, you know, he he died at the end, and I knew, you know, it's a very natural tendency to root for Ben because. He's one of the only smart ones. He's the one that, you know, most empathetic because he's trying to... Trying to keep everyone alive. Trying to keep everyone alive. Trying to do what's best for everybody. Mm -hmm. For the most part. And then he just dies. And she was like, that's dumb. I hate that. And I was like... (laughs) That's sort of, you know, the point of the zombie movies is... Yeah. Especially in The Walking Dead. Like, your heroes aren't going to live because, you know, anybody could die at any moment. Anybody can become a zombie mm-hmm. and that's what I that's what I really like about it because you no know, and this in zombie culture nobody is special yeah unless you know that's the point of the the plot unless, yeah unless you Rick Grimes Rick Grimes yeah or Rick uh, Crimes or uh, how much are they the uh, Tallahassee <laughs> Oh yeah, or the you know Zombie the four from Zombieland. Yeah, yeah, Tallahassee, uh, Columbia, Sean. yeah, or Sean from Sean, Sean and Liz, Sean and Liz, the broken up couple who make it to the end of their zombie apocalypse. <laughs> um, 
Man. Uh, yeah, but yeah, even though I knew that's how the movie ended, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, even though as unintentional as it was, I, I also was like, yeah, that's, that's a bit of a statement there, mm-hmm. you know, because in the final shots or like photographs of the posse coming into the house. Yeah. Taking, taking the bodies. You know, loading him up on the thing and mm-hmm. starting to burn the bodies. Yeah, so it's as unintentional as it was. You know, very heavy-handed uh, social commentary, mm-hmm. almost as much as uh, Mel Brooks with Blazing Saddles. Yeah, just not as uh, flamboyant. Yeah, or more flamboyant. Maybe because they were zombies. What, what did you think of uh, Johnny showing back up at the end? Uh... I had a suspicion seeing the zombie movies I've seen. I was like, we'll see, we'll probably see Johnny again. But then as the movie progressed, I was like, maybe we won't. Maybe they fucking ate him. Yeah. But then, but I like how George did it for his first movie, Independent. We see his, we see Johnny's hand come through. Yeah, the gloved hand. The gloved hand. Because you see him like before he meets that zombie, he's putting his gloves on. His driving gloves. Yeah, his driving gloves. And then he, you know, the hand just comes up on the. On the door frame. Hey, and you're like, ah. And he pokes his head out, and Barbara's like, yeah. Like, no. Yeah, because at that point, she's sort of like understanding of how, you know, what needs to be done. Because they're coming in. Mm-hmm. And she, like, goes to help, uh, goes to hold the door closed. Mm-hmm. And, like, fend them off, because uh, Helen's just sitting there. Kind of useless. Yeah. And then at that point, she sees her brother. And it's over. She's just, she's just like, you know. Yeah. Like no, I think, point. I think you know the possibility of Johnny being alive is what kept her um, uh, alive through the whole thing. Yeah, kept her. And from... actually, the original script called for Barbara to be the only survivor. Really? Yeah, and then they they remade it in nineteen ninety. And uh, funny stuff, the guy who plays Johnny is actually the guy who plays the sheriff in the nineteen ninety remake. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and she actually in that version they. Went with the original script and kept her alive. Though. Did did George have anything to do with that, or is um, it just his he original sort of, script? He sort he sort of rewrote the script in a little bit, but it was mostly um, Tom Savini who wrote that one. Which, oh, Tom which, Savini, Jesus yeah, Christ! Which they, he actually they wanted him to work on Night of the Living Dead. He's he, he's later on in Dawn of the Dead, the nineteen seventy eight. He plays a, one of the like a villain. Oh yeah! But they originally wanted to him, but he uh, was in the mil- army at the time, and he had to go serve in Vietnam. Tom Savini with his fucking cod piece. No, from uh, from yeah. da- uh, Dawn of the uh, from Dust for, from Dustal Dawn. Jeremy's favorite movie, apparently, that and B movie. Yeah, for someone who gives me shit about my movie taste. <laughs> no, I know we, you're watching. We can talk shit about Jeremy because he ain't here. Yeah, <laughs> feel better, buddy. Um. But, uh, that, but that's interesting. Uh, I never knew that they had remade Night of the Living Dead. Of course, you They've know. remade it a couple times, but the 1991 is close to the original. It's not as good, in my opinion, but it still, it's pretty all right. Yeah, because do you think that's why when, as we were kind of talking about off mic, when Zack Snyder remade Dawn of the Dead, he just went right to Dawn of the Dead, since they'd already kind of remade yeah. Night of the Dead, yeah. Night of the Living Dead? Mm-hmm. They, they remade Day of the Dead, which is like a Netflix movie. I feel like I it's, saw that. Oh, no, you did not. 
Because huh. you would have gotten five minutes in like I did. And, and you were like, never mind. Yeah. When there's like a... There's like like medical students. You're like, oh, we're having a party down in the morgue. And you're like, first Why? of all, no one does that. Second of all, that's stupid. Because no one does that. So Yeah, and then I have like a beer keg. And I didn't even... So... Since I've never actually seen uh, Don, the original Dawn of the Dead or Zack Snyder's version, um, this ties into the episode, everyone. Calm down. <laughs> um, what elements did Zack Snyder do? Because I know it takes place in a mall. Yeah, the mall was the, the main thing. You know, the mall is the farmhouse in Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. So in Zack Snyder's version, I know they end up in a mall as well. Yeah. But are there... what what? elements did Zack um some some of the characters are the same like like the outline of them not the you know not exactly the same right you know there's a a black um army man army a soldier uh-huh. in, in the original this time he's a police officer okay played by Ving Rhames oh I love Ving Rhames yeah um Marcellus Wallace but most of it, you know, it's it's, you know, it's pretty on par. You know, the thing about zombie movies is, you know, it's always just like a ragtag group of survivors. Uh huh. And most of the characters can stay the, you know, go along the same themes. But isn't Ty Burrell? In, yeah. In his, because I feel like I remember seeing yeah, like a is. scene where he's like, if I ever turn into one of those things, shoot me in the fucking head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's in it. I love Ty Burrell. Um, is the um. Is the whole arc of a of a zombie giving birth in the original Dawn of the Dead, or was that something that no, Zach added? No, that was added? something that Zach added. Zach Snyder and, and unborn babies. Yeah, he's kind of strange. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking forward to the Justice League March 18th. That's gonna yeah. be. It's gonna be fucking good. Anyway, um, so what do you think? Do you think the success of this movie is what made George decide, like, okay, I'm going to stick with making zombie movies, and I'm going to make them better yeah. each time? Um, well, he actually... Or did he already kind of have this plan? I don't think he really had any plan. Because oh. he didn't, you know, it's not like he... Because, you know, they made Night of the Living Dead, uh-huh. and they literally, well, the day they finished it, they packed it up in the real case, tossed it in a van... And drove it to as many, uh, like, any uh, movie theater that would show it. And they're like, hey, we have this movie. Will you play it tonight? And they're like, I guess. I guess. Yeah. What's it about? So he, he stayed in the line, like, horror for most of it. He made some zombie movies. Um, I would say, like, for me, it's, he, basically, he made six. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can break them down into trilogies, you know. Pre two thousand and post two thousand. Okay. And the post two thousand, there's only one really good one. Okay. And uh, the pre two thousands definitely are the best. Okay. You know, they're they're landmark. You know, because it is a trilogy. You know, night, dawn, day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all hold like some sort of you know societal themes to them. Right. Um. But I wouldn't say, like, his this thing was like, oh, I'm going to... I think he stuck with zombies just because that was his thing, but he wasn't trying to be like, oh, I can make it better. I think he just made wanted to make what he wanted to make. 
Gotcha. Because he also made the the original Crazies movie, which is sort of zombie-ish. But it, it's but more like a, a parasite, right? Yeah, more, yeah. That kind of infects people. Yeah. Which, I mean, technically... Actually, I, well, I think that was only in the remake, because they drank bad water. This one is more like... Bad water. People actually were, I think, going crazy. Going crazy. Um, did you ever... Well, you know, hang on, before I ask this question, you know, you know, George Romero has become such a staple, you know, with, with zombie movies. Did you ever play the Call of Duty zombie story arc where they had him in it? I didn't, I never played it, but I did look it up because I heard he was in it and I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, they, <laughs> they mo-capped him. He, yeah. He plays himself. And what it is, is he's filming like a new zoo, a new zombie movie on location where like a bunch of like... Because, like, there's a, literally an epilogue. So, like, if you never... Because you, cause you eventually fight George. I'll, I'll probably tell you off mic so I don't have to bore everyone. But there's an epilogue where George is talking directly to camera. You know, CGI, you know, 3D still. Mm-hmm. But he's saying the reason why he chose this place is because a bunch of crazy shit happened here. And I wanted to get the best, like, reactions out of my actors here. And it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's, it's probably yeah. the smallest zombie map there is, but eventually George, because George gets taken in the prologue yeah. of the story by zombies, he eventually comes back and he, you have to fight him. And it, yeah. Anyway, um, but I feel like, you know, call. I feel like the Call of Duty franchise would have always done the zombies, the, the zombies, uh, mm-hmm. story. But I don't think, kind of like how you've been saying, I don't think without this movie, without what George did with this movie, we would have gotten what we did. So, Well, I mean, uh, at this point, we wouldn't have... I don't think zombies. They might have come around by somebody else. But you don't... But he, you know, a rotting corpse coming back to life to eat people. You know, that's that's, that's this, Mm -hmm. originally. And nothing else came before that. You know, zombies did, but they didn't eat people. Right. People ate people, but they weren't dead. Yeah. Yeah, so... So you literally have, like, you know, all these movies, TV shows, books, video games. So what you're saying is because of this movie, it has snowballed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, this is where it starts. You know, And I, Zombie, is where it ends. I, Zombie, is the death. I... <laughs> dude, someone told me to watch that, and I was like, I refuse. That looks dumb. I think it's kind of the, might be the point of it. I saw a few episodes and it was all right. I kind of was like weirdly attracted to the zombie actress. <laughs> I don't know if it's because she was a zombie or not, but um, I'm not a necrophiliac. I just want to throw that out there. Anyway, he he, he doesn't subscribe to a little piece I just of heaven. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> but you know, you know, you wouldn't have The Walking Dead, Z Nation, Warm Bodies. Yeah, you wouldn't have any of that if it wasn't for this. Yeah, we wouldn't have gotten Max's Bro- Max Brooks bastardization of world war z not saying max brooks bastardized i'm saying how it was bastardized oh yeah if you haven't read the book read the book it's so much more better than it's basically how uh you know how i'm like how everybody you know the decay of society and how everything falls at the beginning that's basically what have you read it no but i do know it's like it's like a collection of like 
reports yeah. or like it's, it's in the of, field and that's stuff, sort right? of what uh, first responders first infected took inspiration from as well Okay. Because it's Max Brooks going to a bunch of different places oh, that's right. he, and taking reports, and he turns that into a book because he's like, these are stories. You know, this is the story of humanity, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, of what zombies did and how people survived in different, you know, how different people survived, how they used their different resources in different parts of the world. As where the movie Brad Pitt is some unidentifiable former Marine Army medical... Yeah police officer and they take some inspiration from different stories but just apply that to the same guy yeah now if you the way i you know i read the book but the i feel like the better version is an audiobook okay where max brooks brooks actually plays himself and it's a whole bunch of different cast members like okay like uh john tutoro is one of them mark hamill <gasps> there's a lot of different mark like hamill. Act, yeah a different actors that play the the people in that okay and it's really cool because didn't weren't they planning a sequel to I, world war z yeah I think, I think it's gone under though probably i heard david fincher was being looked at to direct which is kind of weird who direct who did the who did the first movie or the only movie i should say mark For- forrester or something don't maybe? even i don't even i don't remember i mean i didn't dislike the movie but yeah if you look at it, its own thing i think it's fine yeah like i thought it was interesting that brad pitt chose to be in a zombie film because, you know, certain actors you can kind of see, like, oh, yeah, I can see them in a zombie movie, like yeah. like Zombieland. Like, when I heard that Woody Harrelson was going to, I was like, I can see Woody Harrelson in a zombie movie. Yeah. And it works. But I was like, Brad Pitt in a zombie movie, though? Like, mm, yeah, maybe not. But, I mean, like, the movie's not bad, and that's not the movie we're talking about. But the point of this part is, without Night of the Living Dead... We would never be talking about, would have Brad Pitt made a good zombie movie? Yeah. Which apparently he loved making it. Yeah. Sidebar, everyone. Um, but. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay. What did you think about how the zombies in this movie, like how they acted what and what they did? It was interesting. So like, I kind of, while I was telling Ashley about it, I referred to them as smart zombies. Yeah. That's So that's why I call them too because these zombies use weapons mm-hmm. yeah they see them multiple times pick up rocks and they they, they, they knock f- out the lights they knock out the lights they break windows mm-hmm. you know one of them picks up uh, the leg to the table to bust in the door mm-hmm. and that's um, that's sort of what George Romero imagined his original zombies is you know they they're they were human they have like some sort of human memories in the back of their head. Yeah. And you know, they can function. Yeah. They're slow. They can't do a lot. They can't talk. But but they know, you know, they, they want know they want to eat you. Yeah. And they know certain things to do to uh do that. Right. Yeah, you know, which is crazy because you know we were kind of talking about it off mic how Zack Snyder's version of Dawn of the Dead stirred up some controversy in the zombie community mm-hmm. because their zombies ran. Yeah. They're they're which I think I'm assuming George Romero probably loved. Uh, well no actually. He's he like he was he he didn't he didn't really like the idea of, of zombies running. He, yeah, he's like zombies are dead, they're slow. A dead body can't move fast. Okay. Well then never I I don't scene. think he I don't think he minded too much, but he was like, you know, if it was me they wouldn't be fast. 
And okay. I think uh, Zack Snyder took a lot of inspiration from 28 Days Later. Because, uh, yeah. in, you know, they weren't zombies. They were infected. They were still alive. You know, they could die mm. later on by starving. Right. They okay. were extremely fast. And, you know, that, that, that was sort of like a, a zombie renaissance. Yeah. Because, you know, 28 Days Later sort of rewrote the rules of what you can do and catapulted that to... What we have now. Yeah. And basically, if it wasn't for that, uh, The Walking Dead wouldn't become that because, you know, uh, Robert Kirkland saw that and was like, oh, or Kirkman? I don't remember. He's like, and that's what he, you know, why he decided to do his comic book, which turned into the hit TV show. Which diverges completely from the comic book. Yeah, which I don't mind in some parts. Um, And also, the first season of The Walking Dead, I don't know if you've seen it. Of course I have. Have you seen most of it? So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'll admit, I never... I, I Like, season seven, I stopped I watching. gave up after season two. Um, they make it to the prison, and I was like, all right, I'm going to commit. I'm going to finish. And with all the other spoilers that came out of, you know, Glenn's fake-out death, and then Glenn's real death, and then, then you know, it Negan supposedly dying, I was like... <sighs> yeah, they do... Yeah, a lot of it came recycled of uh, just kidnapping people and then pretending they're dead and then they come back. You know, and then, you know, Andrew, you know, then this isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but, then, you know, Norman Reedus is now the lead actor. Yeah. Because Andrew uh, Lincoln is like, I've been doing this for 10 years. 10 years. It's time for a break. Yeah. Even though they've said that they're not done with him yet. Mm hmm. But so, anyway, yeah. So and so you know, I've the, seen one and two. Okay, so the first season, I don't know if you remember, but that season is very much similar to Night of the Living Dead. You got zombies picking up rocks, breaking windows, climbing over things, uh, and that was Frank Darabont who decided he's like, oh, I want to base these off, you know, the original, original source material. Okay. AMC, uh, he asked for more money, and the next season, AMC was like. Goodbye, Frank Darabont. We're getting someone else. And that's when the zombies you know, became more dumb, dumbed down. Oh, and that's okay. what most people, you know, see a zombie as, but... Okay, that... Huh. Because I always wondered that, you know, because season one is like, what, seven episodes long? Mm-hmm. But then season two's like... Yeah. 18? Yeah. Um, I, think I think it was like 12. 12, 12, like 12 or 13, yeah. But... Uh... And actually, I think they gave them less money, which is why they're on the farm most of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, now that show is syndicated, so it's on Fox now. Not is it really? Mm-hmm. It's on Fox, not AMC. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look up syndication, everyone. That shit's fucking wild. Um, but that's interesting. I I actually never picked up on the wall. Of course, I wouldn't have picked up on it having seen night of the living dead for the first time yeah last night um but that is interesting that i think i would have really probably dug the show i would have been really inve- more invested in the show if if they kept the zombies yeah. kind of like that yeah if if the rest of the show was like season one i feel like it would fared better like and it fared amazingly well one of the yeah. most popular television shows in history yeah the fact i that felt it, like it would have kept its traction going a lot longer than it did yeah yeah me. i th- you know because i remember ashley and i being really avid fans and avid watchers 
and then we both were kind of like, eh. yeah, it came, it became too stale. It, for me, it came like uh, supernatural. You know, after a few seasons, you're just recycling the same thing over so, and over. Yeah, I, you know, uh, angels and demons. Disagree, but I mean, uh, okay, no, I agree with the fact that after season four, they kind of diverged into this whole heaven and hell thing rather than making mini horror movies. Yeah. But I disagree. It doesn't get old. Shout out Supernatural. Eh. My mom's um, met Jared Padalecki. Well, she's a lucky woman. I know. And I mean, doesn't she live in the same like city as city him? As him <laughs> yeah. So. If she ever meets Jensen Ackles, I, I think I'd have to disown her. But. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um. But yeah, man, like, it was very interesting for the first time with fresh eyes seeing where what has spawned over, you know, 53 years of Mm -hmm. zombie comics and books and TV shows and movies and, you know, seeing where really where it originated with this low budget black and white 1968 film that I 100% agree with you still holds up to this day. It's also one of the last movies to ever not have a rating. Really? Because it's, it's, the MPAA started November 1st, 1968. This movie was released October 1st. Damn. Well, of course, the MPAA is full of monsters anyway. Yes. So Much like Night of the Dead, full of shamble, shambling <laughs> walking corpses. Um, so, Alex, are you ready to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? Yes. That's what me and Jeremy say when we're Wrap ready. up the zombie, put a bow on its head. Nice. Christmas present. Um... When you first saw this movie, um, what uh, what was your first reaction? Um, I, well, at first, it wasn't the first zombie thing I had seen. Right. But, you know, I'd done some research and knowing, like, this was basically where it snowballed from. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and I was like, you know, you know, it is kind of campy in some scenes. Mm-hmm. And some of the effects, you know, are not that great. Like when the zombie sticks its hands through and Tom, oh, and Tom just like slashes out with a knife. That thing was actually made of clay filled with chocolate sauce. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> you know, that's kind of a, you know, it, it kind of takes you out of it and you kind of laugh a little. But the rest of it, I was like, you know, this, this, you can tell how it changed the game. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at everything else at the time as well. Oh, yeah. So the first time I watched it, you know, I, I absolutely loved it because I was already on board with all the zombie zombie genre itself so yeah yeah i got this on my uh, criterion wish list uh, yeah i want to get that too what's funny is when i watched it on hbo max uh, hbo max has a turner classic movies hub mm. and this was on that yeah. and they have most of the criterion movies yeah. on there cuz but yeah man uh, i've really dug it i for sure will watch it again uh and get it on on the Criterion, because um, it's just, like I said, it's, it was just so interesting to see where, you know, the last zombie movie I saw was <laughs> Zombieland Double Tap, mm-hmm. which was all right. wasn't as good as the first one, but it was all right. Um, but to kind of see here we are in twenty nineteen, Zombieland Double Tap, versus where it came from, and it's yeah. It's a wild hell. Yeah, it, it's strange how... And you've had, like, all different kind of zombies, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since, yeah, especially in Double Tap, where they introduced, like, 
different like subclasses of mm-hmm. zombie. Yeah. It's common in video games, but not so much yeah. movies. But um Left for Dead. Yeah, especially That's in Left for Dead. Shit right there. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um well I I enjoy you being back on. This is reminiscent of season one of me and someone else. Yeah. Uh for everyone listening and everyone watching, um, we will do Zodiac. Uh, and Alex will be on for Zodiac. I just don't know when because we have a very special episode planned that'll be exclusive to the YouTube channel. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. It's just a. It'll be a fun episode. Yeah. With Jeremy and I, a very interesting episode and a special guest too. A special guest. Um, can't, we won't name at the time. But we. Um, but we will do Zodiac. Uh, Zodiac is coming. Uh, and then we will do a beautiful... It's such a beautiful day. That's Jeremy's next movie. Um, which I'll be quite interested to watch. Considering it comes from the same guy who does the... My anus is bleeding cartoons. My anus is My bleeding. My anus is bleeding. <laughs> um, but we hope everyone enjoyed. Uh, this is not the last time you'll see Alex. Um, unless and, a zombie eats me. Unless a zombie eats him, yeah. Unless the, the zombie apocalypse actually happens uh, but we hope which i feel like is very uh given how people have reacted to covid it's very plausible yeah. everyone's like zombie apocalypse can't happen but when no one listened to covid rules it's like yeah it's, it's possible it's possible uh well we hope everyone enjoyed and we will see you next week for a movie a movie